I'm hoping we'll head further west, but I don't know. I'm such a planner that I'm kind of like leaving it up in the air is a little exciting and a little frightening, but I can't help but like it. You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. Coming to you from the studios at Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. This is a show about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. Draw a crazy picture, write a nutty poem, single a mumble-jumble song, whistle through your comb. Do a loony goony dance, cross the kitchen floor, put something silly in the world that ain't been there before. That's Shel Silverstein with words to live by, and what I might call the subtitle to today's show. Today is a story of serendipity and whistling through my comb, I guess, of choosing to find what ain't been there before. So, Raise your hand if you've ever dreamt of ditching it all, buying an RV, and taking off. My hand is up. In fact, back in February, I even spun out a fantasy with a friend that we'd get an RV and travel around the country choosing to be curious and create a whole radio show from what we found. I still think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea for a whole host of reasons. Most people know Mark Twain for his wry wit and iconic characters, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, a certain celebrated leaping frog, but he was also a masterful travel writer. In his book, Innocence Abroad, he wrote, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on those accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. So what if we decided to stop vegetating in our one little corner of the earth and get up and go, actually, physically, bodily, off into the unknown? What if we did what Lane Coates has decided to do and live the RV dream? Lane hosts seasons of poetry here at WERA, hence the nod to Shel Silverstein, <laughs> and has served as Arlington Independent Media's membership coordinator for, I guess, the last five years. And in October, she and her husband are heading out. They bought an RV, and they are hitting the road. So I'm glad, her, glad I caught her before she left, and welcome, Lane. Thank you. It's good to be here. I'm very excited to be on the show. This is the first time I've been on somebody else's show at WERA, so I'm really excited about it. Oh, I love that. It's like <laughs> a transition for you into this new adventure. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Yep. So when I heard your plans, my <laughs> immediate reaction was that is like the ultimate choose-to-be-curious decision. <laughs> um, would you say that? Yeah, it's it's surprising because a lot of people are like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I'm like, really? It's it's crazy. Nobody's said crazy in the way of bad, but crazy is great. And I'm like, doesn't anybody think this is a stupid idea? <laughs> Everybody's been thrilled. I mean, including our parents. They were like, that's a great idea. We're like, really? No, no scolding. No, no thinking this is a stupid idea. But everybody's happy about it. Of course, my dad is going like, maybe I should have said it was a bad idea. (laughs) But no, everybody's been super supportive. It's been really amazing. I didn't I I guess we 
thought, you know, yeah, we, we just wanted to try it and do it. We just didn't realize how many people actually want to do that with their lives. Right. I mean, I think it's I think it's one of those sort of pocket fantasies that a lot of people have mm-hmm. that you're actually doing. So so what's the impetus? I mean, what was the inspiration for doing this? Well, what prompted it is um, my husband and I just actually had our uh, two-year wedding anniversary, and we've been together for almost seven years, and we wanted to settle down somewhere. We just started to say, you know, it's time we think about maybe buying a home. We've both been renting for 10, like I've been renting for 10 years. And, but I wanted, I'm from Massachusetts. He's from this area. And he was said, why not settle in this area? I said, I'd like to go back up north. And so we just kind of said, you know, we figured we had to compromise uh, in our marriage and couldn't decide where to move. And we said, well, we haven't actually really seen anywhere in this country. We haven't actually gotten to travel at all. And you're like, all I've known is really the East Coast. I've gone out. I mean, he's traveled a little bit. I've traveled a little bit. But we haven't really gotten to experience other places in this country. So we just said, well, why not learn more about the country that we live in? I mean, it's best to kind of learn the place where you're from and learn more about it. And the different, I mean, rather than traveling internationally is travel nationally. It's a big country. There's a lot yeah. to discover here, And lots there? of cultures and yeah. traditions and even, you know, accents and language and, and things like that. So, and I mean, the other part with getting an RV and travel, rather than backpacking through Europe or something, is we have two cats. So I was like getting an oh, RV. the cats are going with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Cats on the road. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to have a bit of an adjustment. So, <laughs> but everybody's like, well, what are you going to do with the cats? And I was like, oh, they're coming. Uh-huh. Whether they know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so do you have particular plans? I mean, how well, long are you going? Where are you going? Or is it really going to well, unfold? Well, we've given ourselves, we, we basically are going to um, start heading south. And then uh, once we hit about Georgia and all that kind of deviate uh, west. And the only rigid thing we have in line is in February, we're going to Fredericksburg for uh, a summit, an RV Entrepreneur Summit. An RV. Okay, we'll have to come back to that. Keep going. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. By February 2018, we'll have hit six months, and it'll be a point for us to say, okay, do we keep going west, or do we say, you know, maybe stay here, or maybe head back east? I'm hoping we'll head further west, but I don't know. We, it's. I'm. I'm an incredible. I'm such a planner that I'm kind of like leaving it up in the air is a little exciting and a little frightening, but. I can't help but like it. Yeah, yeah. So where's this R? Uh, yeah, I got stuck <laughs> as you were talking about this RV entrepreneur, entrepreneur conference. Yeah, one I of the what that is. Well, a uh, um, couple that we follow, and so I'll give them a little plug. Heath and Alyssa Paget. They in 2014 they got married and decided and bought an RV and decided to travel and created a documentary actually of their travels. Taking the husband Heath was taking a job in every single state and working for you know a week with doing an hourly job, being paid an hourly wage. Oh, how interesting! Yeah, it's called Hourly America. I'm totally giving them a shout out. <laughs> They'll love that. All right, we'll put a link on the Facebook page. So, um, but then they they. Basically, he created a podcast interviewing different people who have created a business out of their RV. And with finding them and then finding all the other things, we were like, 
wow, there is really a, a whole network of people who've decided to do this. So it's not too crazy an idea. It's crazy when we talk about it with people in our in the Arlington area or people in our family and all that. But it's something where we're like, we're not reinventing the wheel. Right. This is something that has been done and can be done. And we hopefully can be successful at it. So so this is a conference of other people who are doing similar things. Basically. And are, and are they... They're not all doing documentaries. They're no, doing no. other things. A lot of them, like some of them are accountants. Some of them are even made their, their full-time jobs into remote jobs so mm-hmm. that they can travel for like six months out of the year. So it's basically a summit just bringing people together, talking about how to start a business, how to you know do certain things on the road, things that are interesting. So it has a couple different speakers and all that kind of stuff. It's about a four-day conference that we're and going to. And where is it? It's in Fredericksburg, Texas. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, it's near the Jellystone National Park. They have a relationship <laughs> with Jellystone, so They've visited a lot of them. So the Jellystone Parks aren't the, they're like RV parks or mm-hmm. something, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Because it's the KOA mm-hmm. campgrounds and Jellystone. I think, yeah. And... I think yeah, there's KOA and there's, yeah, there's Jellystone. There's a couple others. Uh-huh. So the nice thing is with listening to the podcast is we've gotten a lot of ideas of what we can do. Like even vineyards allow RVs to park there. And if you do a little bit of work on the vineyards or buy their products, you can stay there for free. You know, we've been learning a lot about how other people have done done this trip so it's been kind of great it's such an interesting intersection with kind of the gig economy and mm-hmm. and again because in the digital age you can also work remotely on all sorts of things i mean you could be almost you can't provide childcare, i guess in no. quite the same way but <laughs> but almost everything else kind mm-hmm. of lends itself to the yeah to be able to just i mean a lot of admin work you could just uh, you just need as a computer in front of you and good wi-fi hopefully <laughs> right right so what was it like to decide to pull up stakes this way? Well, as I said, we'd, we'd both been in this area for a very long time, and I came from a military family. I was born in New York City. We lived on a uh, Governor's Island, the base. Uh, we lived there till I was about four years old, and then we moved to Maryland. We lived in Chevy Chase for another three years, and then we moved to Massachusetts. And we stayed in Massachusetts. My father had to go back to New York for a couple of years, and then uh, he retired. But it was something where... I kind of grew up with, you know, feeling that like wanting to travel and wanting to kind of like never staying in a place too long, which is why a family became very tight. I mean, I think it's tight knit. I think I'd have different opinions, but um, it's just something where we just said, you know, there's there's more to discover. There's more to see. There's other places to travel. And we just kind of we also we wanted to get back to a simpler life where we're not buying a lot of stuff and not trying to fill voids. It's like, well, you know, we can't go on a tr- because of both of our busy schedules from work. Sometimes we couldn't travel a lot together. So we were just like, you know, rather than, you know, going out for a nice dinner, it's maybe, you know, we'll actually go out and take a trip or something like that. It was kind of trying to have that balance and having choosing to pick up steaks was kind of saying, like, let's see if we could live a little bit simpler and a little bit you know, closer together, because I just feel like sometimes you try and fill the void between you by putting things in there. And we just really wanted to get closer together, which, yeah, in a 37 foot (laughs) RV, we're certainly going to be close together (laughs) with two cats. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) So what um, what will you be looking for in communities and and places as you go that would say to you that's where you might want to settle? Well, I you know I grew up in you know as I said on bases and then in the suburbs, um, and uh, my husband also grew up in the suburbs of Arlington and just kind of 
I think a sense of community. That's really what I what I found here at AIM is kind of getting to know people in the community, I mean, bumping into people in Arlington. It was kind of neat every now and then to just see somebody. I'm like, hey, I know you. I know you. And I, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed being in D.C. for the time I was there, but I really miss that. So I think, but it's also just discovering what what's what's out there, seeing beautiful places. I mean, you know, Virginia is an absolutely beautiful state when you get to really like travel in the backwoods, but there's a lot of other different kinds of environments. I mean, I've never gone to see, I've, I've been to uh, Nevada for Las Vegas, but I've never really gotten to see the desert and all that. And, you know, the Pacific Northwest, I got to see the mountains back when I was in high school, but that's it. I mean, just being able to see different environments and see different things is just kind of exciting. And that's what I really want, I think, just to be able to travel and see new places and meet new people and find out, learn new cultures, all that kind of stuff. I mean, nationally speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but oh my, what, what cultures there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to spend enough time in a place to really get a feel for that. So it's not just, you know, you're at another Applebee's yeah. <laughs> on whatever the equivalent of Route 1 is, yeah. wherever you are. So how do you how do you expect to get a sense of that? I mean, well, you... the other element is like is having with driving an RV out there. I mean, yeah, you're going to be staying occasionally in RV parks or I mean, we're kind of keen to do boondocking as well. What's boondocking? Uh, basically, you're not you're like in a national park, but you're not connected to like electrical or water hookups. Oh, okay. So you're kind of out in the middle on your own. In the boondocks. In the boondocks, basically. Yeah. So um, he's been doing, my husband's doing a lot of research about that, which is neat for him. But the other element is like you go to a hotel, you don't really get to experience the place as much because, you know, I, I like hotels, but a lot of times you see the same things every anywhere you go in a hotel. And this, at least we feel like we'd have more of a connection to locations. Uh, and that's really what we're kind of looking for is to really connect with the area and experience it wholly. So do you have some strategies for that? I mean, do you have some things that you think you'll do each place as a point of a data point to compare or? <laughs> well, I, I was like, oh, museums. Like, no, nah, maybe not that. <laughs> um, one of the things we're, we're trying to think is a lot of like hiking and finding a lot uh-huh. of nature trails. We're looking into getting a national park pass. So oh, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, the price was going to go up but I think we we just got ours so you can visit all the national parks because that's something I I mean I love going hiking and just exploring in different like places all that so that's one of the things we're looking into um, to try and see if we can find and and that's something the main thing a lot of RVers do is go to different national parks because that's where you can boondock and stay Uh, but we're also thinking of like I've been collecting you know on voters travel trying to find like little places where it's like you know here's where to get the best uh lobster roll Uh, like all of of course you know so have you ever heard of atlas obscura Mm, yes yeah Uh, this is like my new favorite (laughs) (laughs) i just did a whole road trip down for the eclipse using atlas obscura oh yeah as 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 the things that we were going to find along the way coming back Mm -hmm. and i have to say they did not disappoint yeah they were fun you know, again, sort of those not the marquee things, not the mm-hmm. could be anywhere things, but the like the the uh, the omnivorous plant garden in Wilmington, North Carolina. Who mm-hmm. knew? Yeah. Who knew? You know, <laughs> Venus flytraps yeah. as a native species. 
Yeah. Well, what fun. Well, the other two elements we were thinking of is um, since my husband was manager at an independent hardware store, we were thinking of like trying to visit independent hardware stores across the country. Oh, I like and, that. And trying to like, you know, find out how the business runs. The other thing I was looking into was um, along with nature preserves and all those, the Nature Conservancy has several different preserves across the country. So yeah. I actually, I contacted them and we tried to go to one down in, uh, we went down to one in Nags Head. We were trying to get video and audio, all that stuff. But unfortunately we lost our camera. So <laughs> well, we, oh, yeah, it was one of these little like Garmin cameras and we took it and now we can't find oh, it. No. So, but oh, yeah, no. We were thinking like trying to just see a lot of the environment and you know go to different community preserves. media. You're checking out the community media. That might low be low power too. FM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I ask because ever since our honeymoon, my husband and I have this tradition that we seek out a Chinese food restaurant mm-hmm. in every country that we visit. Yeah. So this started at a Chinese restaurant in Ecuador, and we've had Chinese food in Turkey. And the Caribbean. And, you know, we were visiting in South Dakota. That felt like a foreign country to us. So we went to a Chinese restaurant. (laughs) But what's so interesting about it is, one, it gives us something that's like an anchor. Yeah, it's a gimmick. It is. (laughs) And yet, each of those places... The, the version of Chinese food mm-hmm. reflected where we were. Yeah. The best outside of China, the best Chinese food I've ever had was in Paris. Mm-hmm. You know? Really? Yeah. <laughs> in a hole in the wall restaurant. <laughs> and we had one, we had a meal once in St. Martin, you know, thinking of St. Martin and the hurricane um, right now. But, but it was a ginger chicken and the pieces of ginger were the same size as the pieces of chicken and they were in equal proportions. And that struck me as very Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> so so gimmicks aside or whatever, do you are you gonna memorialize this in some way? Are you doing something? Are you doing a radio show? <laughs> well it's the thing. I, I'm unfortunately ending my seasons of poetry program. Oh no. Um, but I hope to kind of have a little poetry aspect um, um and we're uh we're doing our website do you ever see the show f troop when you were a kid uh, yeah. yeah yeah remember the hakawi tribe yes yeah <laughs> our website our, our rv our uh 2003 fleetwood blounder is called the hakawi the hakawi so our website is where the hakawi <laughs> <laughs> so yeah because we so people can follow you huh? yeah so oh, yeah good. we'll have yeah we'll be doing our website and uh following on twitter and the nice thing is with the website i'm designing it has a little map aspect so it can show where we're going or where we are oh, that's cool. at the time so yeah i've got to figure a lot of it out but uh no we're kind of we're excited about it and um we're trying to figure out like i mean my husband is a whiz with uh, media technology like we bought a zoom mic he has different cameras to replace the camera we can't find <laughs> but so we did we're not like going to make a documentary at least not right away but we want to do a lot of ways to record it blogging vlogging um, tweeting all that kind of stuff audio interviews and things like that because uh, yeah one of the things I love um, you know is story core kind of having people talking to one another and all that and it's something where with going to places and like you know different RV 
RV parks, national parks, things like that, talking to somebody and say, what brought you here? What got you here? And kind of having those little interviews and maybe doing something with that. I don't want to kind of get ahead of myself and kind of say, oh, we're going to have this and this. But I was like, we'll have a website, we'll have a blog, and we'll figure out our Twitter handle. (laughs) But the rest of the stuff, it will come as it comes. Right. right. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there, I have to ask, is there anything that you're afraid of? Um. I'm afraid of breaking down because, mm. yeah, the last couple of weekends we've been doing repairs on our RV because we bought it used and realizing, like, my husband knows a lot of how to take care of this thing, but I'm really hopeful nothing happens to him <laughs> because I will be at a complete loss as to how to fix anything in the RV. So I've got to learn and I'm a little bad at learning. As I was saying to him, I was painting our bathroom, which I'm having to paint over wallpaper. And I was just like, you know, painting over it. And I said, you know, oh, and I just kept getting more aggravated. And he said, what's wrong? And I was like, it's just for me, if I can't do it perfect, what's the point in doing it? So obviously, I had a lot of trouble learning piano when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) So it's something that I'm like, I, if I can't do it completely right, I just won't do it. But I've really got to change that attitude about myself that I've really got to say, I have to learn, I have to try, and if it's not perfect, I have to accept it as it is. Well, and it seems like life on the road will be a great way to learn that lesson. Exactly. So it'll be a lot of of rediscovery for myself and for my husband, too. So we're both kind of looking forward to it. We're both a little nervous, and but the nice thing is everybody's been really supportive. So that's been one of the best things about this is that Nobody has said you're 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 being foolish. You're you know making a big huge mistake. Everybody said that's great, and I hope the, I wish you the best of luck with it. So that just makes me feel so much better about it. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, I definitely wish you the best of luck. But before you hit the road, mm-hmm. it's time for the big jar of want to be analogies. You ready? Okay. 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 So here you go. All right. Um, so you're going to make an analogy to curiosity with whatever okay. you find on there. Okay. I'll do one, and I've got one for the audience as well. Okay. What do you have? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, well, you go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Mine is igloo. Um, hmm. <laughs> I was curiosity <laughs> like an igloo. Uh, curiosity is like an igloo because... Um, an igloo is made by kind of collecting all that loose snow and kind of packing it together in these building blocks and making something out of it. And curiosity is kind of the same way. You're sort of collecting all of this loose stuff and packing it together and making something out of it. So Well done. <laughs> I got an easy one. I got Ooh. crayons. <laughs> so how is curiosity like crayons? Curiosity is like crayons because... With all of the colors that are available and all of the blends, you'll never know what you can create. Ah, I love it. I love it. And I foresee beautiful I'm crayon I'm so bad at pictures. analogies, but that worked perfectly. <laughs> See, nobody is bad at analogies when they're on the spot. <laughs> An audience. Oh, okay. Yours is a Metro fair card. How is curiosity? <laughs> Lane is laughing. <laughs> Okay. How is curiosity like a Metro fare card? I don't know. Let us know. Hashtag analogy. Well, Lane, thank you and good luck and bon voyage and keep us posted. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun.
So in my efforts to try all sorts of strategies to build my audience, I tried a little online contest for the analogy, and here's our winner. I am Barb Siegel, and the challenge was to compare curiosity to a rosebud. I am so thrilled with my that I won. A rosebud unfolds, revealing greater beauty and complexity. Eventually, the petals fall off, and you may find the seeds of a new possibility. Lovely. Thank you, Barb. You've been listening to WERA 96.7 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up with this show or any of the other great programs here on Radio Arlington, check us out online on demand at WERA.FM. You can catch all of my shows on Facebook, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and now iTunes, all at Choose to be Curious. Follow me on Twitter at Choose Number Two Letter B Curious. And Lane, I forgot what should they, what's the Twitter handle they should be following. Oh, oh, I haven't gotten it set up yet, but it'll be uh, ha- it'll be at Where the Hakawi W H E R E the Hakawi H E K A W I E. Oh my gosh, that's a mouthful. Okay, <laughs> we'll have links on Facebook. Yep. And I hope you'll join me next time when my friend Muhammad Ali joins me to talk about curiosity in, well, work and life. Next time, finding one's calling. Until then, choose to be curious. And that's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I forgot to tell the funniest story. No, it was like for myself, it's like, what are you hoping to discover? saying to Mike last night, I was like, one of the, I watched the movie Broken Arrow, and it's a terrible movie, but it had, I think it was, takes place in Joshua Tree National Park, and one of the characters is a park ranger, and for some reason after that movie, I was like, I want to be a park ranger in Joshua Tree National Park in Utah. See, you should always stick around through the closing. Stay curious. for Choose to be Curious on WERA 96.7 FM is provided in part by the Center for Parents and Teens, where families are strengthened through a connection built through positive communication, mutual understanding, and realistic expectations of one another. For more information, visit www.centerforparentsandteens.com.